once again. Sorry about that. Um, let's jump into our first topic. Welcome back, baby. It is your man Hendo here, and this is the Rogue Pod. We are here today to talk about the Baltimore Ravens defeating the Cincinnati Bengals 27 to 24. Today we are streaming live on YouTube, Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. And later on, we have a special guest stopping through. They want to defend themselves over a topic that was spoken about earlier in a stream by Big Rage and his co-host. So they'll be stopping around 8.15-ish or so. So until then, you just have to deal with me. I am solo dolo today by myself. I have no co-host. But it is what it is. We're going to try to streamline this. We're going to try to get in and out and see what it do. All right. Let's see who we got in the chat before we get started. Amanda Wan, what's going on? He said, who's your daddy? You already know. Bradney. I'm never late, sir. I'm always on time. Just some technical difficulties storming. And this uh, internet provider has not been kind to me today. What's up, B? How you feeling? Uh, Coach, what's going on? Make sure you check out Coach Evans. He had had like, what, three streams a day? He did a live watch along. He did a phone call in, and I believe he did something else. If not, put it in the chat. Let me know what you've done. Uh, Phantom Cyborg, what's going on? Appreciate you for dropping by. Is that the storm? Ugh. Malik B, what's going on? How you feeling tonight? MDT Sports, what's up? Chef, Davon Johnson, what's up? Appreciate you all for dropping by, hanging out with me for the next setup. going to do 20 minutes tonight. Maybe. I'm not sure because it looks like the Internet is glitching. So we're going to try to get in and try to get out as fast as possible because I don't want this to cut off on you and make it seem like I didn't want to do it. And Mr. J, what's going on? How you feeling? Am I glitching to y'all? Because it looks like it's a little bit slow on my end. Big Reg, how you feeling? Danity, what's going on? Yes, welcome to the chat. Hit that like button. Subscribe, King and Queens. Sion Attic, DDSQ, Chocolate Lady Cat. We got a full house in here tonight. Yolanda B, how you feeling? Okay, coach, you just did two script streams. I came Johnson. What's going on? Long time no see. T Sizzle. What up? And I think that is all for the chat. But I think this internet is really glitchy because I see myself on the screen just pandering around. And I really don't like this. And I'm not even on Wi-Fi. I don't know if it's StreamYard. I don't know if it's the internet. But Let's jump into it. Now, first, before we begin, I just have one thing to say. That's short. That is short of it. What a play by Wilson. And Sam Hubbard, who grew up a Bengals fan, won a state championship at Moeller High School, championship at Ohio State, makes the massive play to take it the other way and give the Bengals the lead. Cincinnati, we did not forget. I know this is not the same as when in a playoff game, but we've heard all the noise. We're 0-3 in our last three trips to Cincinnati, but I think something that the people forgot is Lamar Jackson prior to this game is 6-1 versus the Cincinnati Bengals. Excuse me. 6-1 versus the Cincinnati Bengals, so that is in our favor. They won those games without Lamar Jackson playing. I know that they thought that this was going to be the same thing, but these are not the same Ravens. This is not just your same old team that we're used to. Defense is not carrying a day for us like it used to. The 
offense did its thing. Now we do have a streak of, I think it's a record for our team, 15 games under 28 points. I don't even see how that's possible. But that's what they said on the TV. 15 games under 28 points. But, excuse me, we scored enough just to win the game. So, going into this game, like myself, like most Ravens fans, thought it was going to be an issue because we had a bunch of injuries. We had injuries to the offensive line. We were without our starting left tackle. We were without our starting center and without our starting running back. So, to me, I thought that the protect the protection might be an issue, but to my surprise, it really wasn't. I think the line held up pretty well considering all things. Um also, free safety Marcus Williams was out. That was a big loss, but we didn't need him because we had a secret weapon that Cincinnati was not prepared for. Um, Mark Andrews made his return from a quad injury. Thank goodness. He made some key and clutch plays for us. He scored a touchdown, so welcome back. Um, Isaiah Likely just wasn't getting it done, and he continues to disappear. I thought that Isaiah Likely was going to take a step forward this year, being that he was not a rookie. And he had a year in with the players, a year with Lamar, a year to get acclimated to what we do. But, yeah, I guess not. Um, Justice Hill started the game at running back. I don't know what's going on with that. I don't know if Gus Edwards happens to be in the doghouse with John Harbaugh. I know Justice Hill's doing his thing. I know we got a lot of Justice Hill fans out there. But to me, he runs hard. He makes some plays. He has speed that Gus does not have, but I just think Gus gives us a better chance. He picks up those tough yardage. He's t he's hard to tackle. I just think that Gus Edwards should be playing a little bit more, and I think that with the advent of them putting Gus Edwards in, Lamar Jackson may run a little bit less, and Lamar took some hits. I don't know when he's going to learn how to slide, but I just fear that something's going to happen to him and he's going to get hurt. I know he had a little – he said he had a stinger, because on one of the hits, he fell and hit his arm, and he was grasping at his hand. Don't know what's up with that, but we need to do a better job. Um, I know the first game we didn't do any design runs, but this game I think we had about three. I think we need to take that out of the equation, but for right now, as the offense acclimates itself to one another, I think Lamar has to do it, especially with the protection breaking down, even though the protection was not that bad. Um, first drive. Thought the game started out outstanding. First drive went 75 yards in seven plus minutes of action. So they ate up time of possession during the first quarter and they scored a touchdown. Gus Edwards scoring his first of the season. I thought that they were actually going to blow Cincinnati out. Being that Cincinnati had a very poor game against the Cleveland Browns where uh, Joe Burrow did not even throw for 100 yards. But as always, we get these lows, we get these highs and lows. I still think that there's an issue with Lamar Jackson and the starting offense not playing during the preseason that they're just not in sync right now. I think they're getting a little bit better. The defense carried us during the first game. I don't think that they did as well during this game, but they did just enough. Um, I'm really liking the diversity of this offense. I like what Todd Munkin is building up to, the formations, the calls, we can work on the screens. Now, everything's not perfect. We still cannot throw a screen pass. I don't know how in today's NFL you can't get a screen pass right, but we just can't seem to do it. All right. What's up, Mike? How you feeling? Long time no see. He said, yeah, yeah, we did the thing. We did the thing. Zeta Beast is in the house. Jeremy Miller, thank you for dropping by. All right. Now, let's take a look at these stats. 
All right. So for the game, the Ravens piled up 415 total yards. Lamar Jackson passed for 237 yards on 24-33 passing. He had two touchdowns, no interceptions. We got away with one with a fumble. And, hey, just glad that Cincinnati is not disciplined and they had penalties called against them. Gus Edwards rushed for 62 yards. Lamar Jackson had 54, so he was not the leading rusher in the game. We had Nelson Aguilar as our leading receiver. Zay Flowers did his thing, especially with that long catch to get us out of trouble. Now, Mark Andrews, his stats may not have been overwhelming, but there was a point in the game where there was a second and 23, and he caught a 20-yard pass that set up the touchdown. So, overall, I think the Ravens did what they needed to do on offense. Now, defensively. We had Geno Stone picking up the slack. Uh, Roquan Smith was not his usual tackling self. He had nine tackles, seven solo. He also had an interception. Patrick Queen was flying around the field. I thought that he had gotten hurt, actually, but he came back in the game. Now, my special guest is here to defend someone that we may not have seen throughout this game. He kind of disappeared a little bit, and I don't know what happened. Some people say that he got benched. Some people say he got hurt. Uh, there was no elaboration during John Harbaugh's press conference. John Harbaugh's press conference saying what was going on with him. So I'm going to go with that he got injured. So if you don't know with whom I'm speaking, I'm speaking of Adafe Owe. And here to defend Odafe, we have a special guest that has not been here in a while. So, ladies and gentlemen, let's welcome back Yolanda B. Good evening, everybody. How's everyone doing tonight? How are you? I'm doing well, thank you. Thanks for having me back on such a grand occasion. Go Ravens, great team win tonight, very happy. And what is that grand occasion? That we won. Okay, okay. But more importantly, I am here to further discuss um, some topics about Odafe Owe that we really didn't have a chance to you know, delve into in a previous stream. So if you haven't watched um, Big Reg, Living Big with Big Reg's stream, please do so. Uh, but I just wanted to clear the record on a couple of points, if I may. Okay. okay. By all means. Thank you. So at the beginning of the season, or maybe even right before the start of the season, myself, by myself, just me, myself, and I defended okay. away to the best of my ability. And I will say that uh, I made a an agreement, okay? There was an outstanding contract between myself and Jay the Six. I hope he's here. I don't know if I saw him, but... So when we talked about sack production, right? Because we have to, we all have to admit that like rushing the passer is, is important. It's, it's critical to, you know, our success. So pressures are great, but they're not enough. So with that, I told Jay the Six um, and a couple of others, I said, listen, I think that Odafe Owe had a decent first year, right? I don't think that his second year mm -hmm. was in any way close to what he did in his first season. So I guess you can call it a sophomore slump. And I really believe that for year three, he okay. is coming out of a sophomore slump. That's year three for him this year. Okay. So we expect to see eight to 10 sacks. That's what I told Jay the six. I said it, I'm sticking to it, but I just have to say, right. 
-hmm. When we talk about contracts, contracts can be amended at any point as long as we have an agreement by both parties. So I'm here to like add something that Jay the Six and I did not discuss at the beginning of the season or right before the season started when we entered into this agreement, so to speak. So Uh we did not carve out a proviso, an exception, if you please, for what happens if A, the player gets injured, B, the player gets um, benched, C, (laughs) the player is just MIA, right? He's just not available for whatever reason. Are we still going to have the expectation of eight to 10 sacks if he's not on the field, right? We did not carve that exception out. So I am here to say, while I do think that Owe had a nice first game last week, the fact Mm -hmm. that I didn't see him at I mean, I think I looked on the field and I saw him there a couple of times and I blinked and then he was gone. And I think he may have come back one time and then it was just like, okay, forget it. He's gone. So there's not in this agreement that I have with Jay the Six. Okay. There's not any room for what happens if Odafe Owe is not playing. We Uh need to tweak that number from eight to 10 to something a little bit more manageable, right? A little bit more realistic. So I'm going to go with two to three. Well, can I ask you a question? Sure. Is not the best ability availability? That's what I hear people say. But you don't you don't agree? I mean, I will say that listen, I say that that's a general rule. Yes, I agree. But what happens if a player is available, right? But they're still just not playing well. Does that mean that they're the best player available? Like Joe Burrow. They just paid him 275 million. Is he the best player? available he's the best player of he's the best player available for cincinnati correct he's the best player available for that team you're right at the moment until they bench him again like they did last week i mean it was raining they were obviously losing he's coming off of an injury so of course we can we can always add rhymes and reasons as to why this person was or was not the best uh, best player available. I'm not disputing that. What I'm saying is there's always an exception to every rule. And just because a player is available does not mean that they are a contributor to the game. So you have to look at all of the factors before you can just carte blanche say, yes, the best ability is availability. So I'm looking at all the factors, something that I say a lot at work in the totality of the circumstances, right? I'm looking at everything. I'm looking at how Owe played first year, how he played second year, and how he played first week, and then up to today where we saw him and then we blinked a couple of times and then we didn't see him anymore. So all I'm saying by virtue of that is if he was playing decent, if he had a decent game last week, why was he on the bench today? Because no one saw him. Well, that's that's my point. So if no one saw him, if he's not available, if he's not playing, then how can we expect that sack total to remain eight to 10, which is why I'm here to say that we need to augment. We need to change, revise, amend this agreement because it has to be the agreement has to be fair. The agreement has to be if you're going to expect a player to produce, you've got to have that player on the field. And by virtue of this player not being on the field, to expect him to continue to produce is unrealistic. But also, he was not seen because he did his best Harry Houdini impersonation. It was just like, 
poof, I'm gone. Watch me disappear. Now, you say that it needs to be amended because it's not fair expectations. Listen, when you say at the beginning of a season that you expect the Ravens to win the Super Bowl, is that amended because we have a few injuries? Or do you still expect them to win the Super Bowl? Now, there I may be a little... I'm sorry. Now, there may be a little bit of trepidation there, but you still expect them to win. So your man has 15 games, 15 more games, which in essence is really a full season by old standards to get eight sacks. The key again, if he plays, then we can revisit this. But so long as Odafe Owe is either injured, MIA, or sitting his rump on the bench, or a combination of the three, Okay. Whatever the reason that keeps him out of the game, so long as that factor is in in play, then I think the realistic expectation is he can't get eight to ten sacks. I don't care how many games we have left. If he's not on the field, he's not on the field to produce. Now, we can have another conversation on a different day as to why he's not on the field. Uh-huh. But for purposes of why I'm here was just strictly to amend the agreement. And did Jay the Six, did you say that we can amend it to two to three sacks? Did I see that in the chat? Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. So, wait a minute. So, Odafe Owe does not play a half of a game. And now we go from eight sacks to two to three. This is still a first round pick, no matter how you spin it. He is still a first round pick. He still has first round talent. And like Jose says, I've never I've never heard someone call a person trash so beautifully like Yolanda just did to Owe. And that was that was a beautiful soliloquy on how Owe is garbage. Ouch, Jose. I didn't call him trash. I, I don't like trash. Right. I don't like that word. But I'll say this. I'll say this. I do think that Odafe Owe, like he needs to produce. Mm -hmm. I'm not ready. I'm not willing to continue to give him passes as I have before. Okay. He has to produce. But all I'm saying is that to hold someone at a standard or a level of expectation right. when they are not on the field, when they're not playing, is unfair. It's unrealistic. Someone can't, by virtue of them sitting on the bench, they can't obtain a sack or two or eight. <laughs> Well, listen, everyone knows I am not the biggest Jason O.A. fan. Everybody knows this. But I will say, nope, but I will say he looked a hundred times better in game one. Like he looked more fluid. He had bend to him. Like he looked like he got some mobility back and he lost he lost muscle. He didn't try to bulk up to take on yeah. his offensive line because for him, the only move that he had was let me bull rush and try to muscle my way through. And these guys are 300 and something pounds. He couldn't do it. He added a spin move. He's been working with Chuck Smith. I think he's gotten a lot better. So to me, if you had the expectation of eight sacks, you should keep your expectation. Now, if you had a verbal agreement, there is no amending that verbal agreement that you made. We have it in the streams. We have the chat messages in the streams. We do. Right. We do. You can, and, and that's why I started. So that is your, that is I your started agreement. by saying a contract can be amended at any time. So long as the two parties agree. Are right. willing. Exactly. exactly. Jay so said he's not I willing. need to see where Jay the six says he's not willing. Now, after having heard my position, now having heard my side of the story, 
Jay the Six, do we have an agreement to amend it? Even if we don't agree on two to three, can we agree that the number will be lower than eight to 10, as I had originally predicted? And that was under the imp impression that he would actually be available or playing a lot of, or the majority of the snaps, which it doesn't seem like he is. Okay. All right. You've made your case. We'll see what Jay has to say. Are you sticking around with us? Oh, no. I actually have to run, but this was great. This was so much fun. Um, listen, it's a great team win. Mm -hmm. I'm happy for the team. I'm happy that we were able to, to beat Cincinnati. This is one of the games that I had circled on my calendar as like, this was yeah. a must win for me. And I was very nervous going into the game just because of the injuries that we you know, had last week. But we got it. So I'm happy. Because the Bengals fans sometimes can be a bit much. This is true. Um, and so to kind of so you know silence the lamb, so to speak, was really, really nice. So anyway, well, I will leave you all with that. Take care, everyone. Uh, I, Hope to before, see you all again you, soon. Before you go, thank you for coming. Just one more thing before you leave. I would like for you to help me go over the injury report. Oh, sure. If you don't mind. All right. So we did have two injuries in this game. We great win take it any way we can get it i actually appreciated the way that we won because i do think during the season you need those wins that aren't easy that you have to rally through and you have to show some things because you can't get these type of situations this type of situation of football in the preseason so great win but unfortunately another week another more injuries so the injury report we do have two injuries that did show up one was odell beckham jr he injured himself he injured his ankle i believe in the first half and he did not return for the second half. Secondly, is Adafi Owe. He had some injury that is undisclosed. I myself took it upon myself to guess what it might be. And I said, it's his pride. I think his pride is hurt. He's not playing as well as he thought he was going to. So he decided to take himself out of the game. Um, to speak on the injury, I'll start with OBJ. I really hope and I'm praying that it's nothing serious with his ankle. And yes. while I you know, and, and cautious about Odell. I'm very careful. I know people are saying like, oh yeah, continue to like engage Odell or involve Odell in um, the game. Mm -hmm. I don't want to overwork him. He's still, I have to keep in mind, this is a man who I want to say what, twice removed, had knees, you know, ACL surgery. Mm -hmm. yep. So this is someone, and, and we're talking about someone who is 30 years old, I believe, yes. or somewhere in that neighborhood. So I would much rather use him sparingly now, limit his snap count for now. I know he wants the ball in his hands right. as often as he can get it, but I'm comfortable limiting him and just allowing the, you know, the game to come to him as opposed to like forcing it because I don't want to risk him, especially going into the playoffs. I want to have him here. I want to have him here and I'd like to have him healthy. So, and available. All right. So, as to Odafe Owe, I don't know what to say. I really don't know. I, I was confused. And I think I was talking to Will G and um, coach Evans stream. If you haven't already check out coach Evans um, on Sip to Tally and more Sip to Tally, great content. Several content creators are in here that I've seen. So make sure you check out all of their channels. I see Mr. Galloway is in here. He's going to give you like everything hip hop that you can ask for. He's, he's really good along with Hendo. And you've got Jose Brodney, Lunch Break Hot Take. You also have Big Reg, I saw, and, and um, 
Mr. J. Um, Mr. J. The Six has a channel as well as Brandon Bazell. So all of the, and if I left anybody out, charge it to my head and not my heart. But I will say this, Odafe Owe. I don't know. I, I was talking to Will G and today in uh, Coach Evan's stream in Sip to Tally, mm -hmm. um, the live stream today. And Will G was like, you know, hey, where is he? And I'm like, I don't know. I have no idea. And then I hear later on that he had an injury. So I don't know how much of that is true. It could be, like you said, Hendo, it could very well be that his pride is getting the better of him. But whatever it is, he needs to shake it off and get over it. He, he's going to have to just figure it out. You're here. You're here for a reason. And that reason is you need to produce when you're on the field, sir. The end. So if it is a, you know, if it is truly a pride thing and not a physical ailment, so to speak, then you've got what, five days to, to figure it out or six days before the next game, get to work, buddy. Um, but if he is injured, I don't, I didn't hear of an injury. I think I heard um, Harbaugh said that he had a minor injury and he didn't think it was anything serious, but he didn't elaborate as to what type of injury it was. So I don't know. Danny says she thinks he's in the doghouse, but that could be Danity. Um, I hope you're doing well. Danity is is great. The chats are almost always so much fun when she's in them. So uh, thanks nice. for stopping by. But I I don't know. I, he could be in the doghouse. That it, it could be. I tell you what. If he's not, if he doesn't play this next game, and mm -hmm. it's when we who we play next week. Indianapolis, the Colts. Where? Here. Okay. Um, if if Odafe Owe does not play a majority of the snaps for Sunday's game, mm -hmm. then I would agree with you, Danity. He he could be in the doghouse. But I want to know. Here's what I want to know, and this is this would be for someone who studies film. I certainly don't. What would be the reason that he was put in the doghouse? If game one he played, he had a decent game, not great, but not horrible. So what would be the reason? Because when we talk about Harbaugh's doghouse, usually you can pinpoint the exact moment when a player goes into a doghouse, i.e. fumble, i.e., you know, like, um, you know, um, what is the other thing that Harbaugh is known for, um, for putting people Talking in the back. doghouse? Alpha there, males. There you go. So usually you can point to this is probably the time or the instance where XYZ player made his way to the doghouse. And for people who watch film or anyone out here, let me know if there was a really bad play, either last game or this one. And you can't just rely on, well, he had missed opportunities. Well, so did a lot of the players because a lot of them, especially the starters were rusty because they had no preseason. So it's not just missed opportunity, which I will say Odafi had a lot of them. <laughs> there were several, but he wasn't. He got those precious. You got the precious. I get right. Me. And I asked yesterday in jest, it was a joke. I asked yesterday or um, or maybe it was the other day. I don't remember. I said, does two pressures equal one sack? <laughs> Obviously not. Obviously not. I get it. But my point was, yes, he had a lot of pressures. He probably led the team in that. That's great. But you need to have some sacks to go along with that. So that's what, um, you know, that's what I'm looking for for him. But if you can, if somebody's out there and they actually watch film and they can say it was this play that I'm pr pretty sure was horrible and he ended up landing himself in 
John Harbaugh's doghouse. I'd like to know. But with that, I will say good night. But uh, you guys carry on and continue to have fun. I think we're going to do a two-hour stream tonight. Hendo, is that what you're doing? No. I thought Big Reg said it was going to be a two-hour stream because he did one earlier today. No, he said because I did a two-hour stream, we're not expecting you to. I got to go check the receipts because that's not what I read. But anyway, have a good that's night, everyone. Take care. Stay safe. Go Ravens. Appreciate you for stopping thanks, by. Thank you. Thanks for having me on. Anytime. Bye. All right. All right. Now, so let's jump back into this action. All right. So now let me know in the chat who you think that the offensive and defensive players of the game were. My offensive player of the game, of course, is going to be Lamar Jackson. 24 of 33, 237 yards, two touchdowns, 12 rushes, and 54 yards. I think the more that he plays with this team, the more accurate he's becoming. He's starting to get more downfield passes. The one is a flowers, that beautiful touchdown to Nelson Aguilar. And I know a lot of you joke Nelson Aguilar because I joked him as well. But I told you, Nelson Aguilar and Lamar Jackson were going to build a special, special bond. I think that he is going to be one of the underrated receivers throughout the season. I think this may be, and I think Coach may have said this earlier, this is going to be one of the reasons we may not have a thousand-yard receiver because he's going to spread that ball around. And to me, that's more dangerous than anything. It like it reminds me to basketball with the Atlanta Hawks. The Atlanta Hawks were very successful a few years back because they didn't have a true star. So nobody knew who to guard. Nobody knew uh, during important plays who was going to take the last shot. So I think that made them a little more dangerous, and I think that's going to do the same for the Baltimore Ravens. All right. Offense, you said Lamar. Defense, you say Geno Stone. Okay. Yeah, Nelson Aguilar proved a lot of us wrong. Like, he, listen, he made some catches. He made a whole lot of clutch catches. And like I said, that over-the-shoulder touchdown grab that he had, like I had to jump out my seat. I was screaming, like, this is what we need. We need a receiver that can just catch the ball, not just being thrown directly to them that can actually make football moves. And people underestimate, underestimate Nelson Aguilar's speed. Like, he is a fast dude. He may not be Hollywood Brown fast, but he is fast enough. And for my defensive play of the game, of course, it has to be Geno Stone. You know, he had nine tackles, one interception. And I think the interception for me was the game-saving play because after the first half or towards the first half, into the first half Cincinnati started getting their rhythm together I think just like with us because Joe Burrow had been out for over a month and the team had not played together I think they're finally finding their stride and I think as as much as the game went on I think Cincinnati got a little bit better and better Cincinnati was driving down the field they were like at the 12 yard line and Joe Burrow just threw that ball up Geno Stone picked it off and like Coach says, he may have been able to run that back for a touchdown, but for some reason he ran out of bounds. I don't know why. Maybe he was scared of getting hit. I do not know what that was all about. But he is going to be my defensive player of the game. Now, getting into the good, the bad, and the ugly. The good for me is, obviously, the Ravens won this football game. This, in fact, has given us a two-game lead over the defending AFC North champions, bringing them to 0-2. I know some people may be down on Cincinnati, but the same thing happened last year. Last year, Cincinnati started 0-2 and made a run to the AFC Championship. So I never count this team out, but there is one thing to keep in mind. Joe Burrow tweaked his calf, which was the injury that set him back during training camp. 
So this may become a factor. Is he going to be able to play the whole season? Is this going to lead to some kind of leg injury that takes him out altogether? Don't know, but we still have to worry about the Cleveland Browns. Told y'all watch out for Cleveland. They're going to prove something tomorrow night, possibly. We'll see between them and Pittsburgh. Hopefully, Pittsburgh wins. I hate to say it, but that would make the Browns one and one. But we are up two games to none to the Cincinnati Bengals, which to me is a good thing. My bad, hmm. bad has to be special teams play. Special teams play has to be the bad for me. Not saying that they played poorly because they did a decent job, especially against this passing attack. They didn't run that much. I think Joe Mixon averaged four and a half yards of curry, but I just think that the defense could have played better. I think they gave up some stuff. It's just that I guess the expectation of them looking so well week one gave me the expectation that they could carry this throughout. I know that Marcus Williams was not there, but I just think that we had some mental lapses, some missed tackles, some missed assignments that kind of brought things down. Also, bad for me, special teams. Special teams, special teams, special teams. This for me is really one that itches my craw because John Harbaugh is supposed to be the special teams guru. Um, last week, they didn't play that well. This week, I'm not going to put all of that punt return touchdown by Charlie Jones on Jordan Stout, but I just think the space and the blocking, it just wasn't where it needed to be. And Justin Tucker, of course, he missed that one field goal. Normally, when Justin Tucker misses a field goal, we normally lose that game. Thank goodness we didn't. Thank goodness we were able to overcome. The ugly, not too much ugly. What's going on, Zeke? Um, if I had to pick something that was ugly about this game, I would think it would have to be the injuries. I think we cannot go a game, a practice, a walkthrough without someone pulling up with an injury. I thought we were over this by firing Steve Saunders, but apparently we kept some of his staff around. So if you don't cut the wound, if you don't cut the infection all the way out, it's still going to fester. So these special teams just don't happen to really be special to me. So that is my good, bad, and ugly. Next up, we have Stock up, stock down. So these are my players that I believe from week one to week two, stock has risen considerably or whose stock has fallen. Uh, stock up has to be Mark Andrews. He was able to finally play. Get He got over that quad injury. He had four catches. I think he had like 45 yards and a touchdown. I just think he was instrumental in coming back because Lamar, knowing that he has a security blanket around, I think that puts him at ease and he makes him stay in the pocket a little bit more, which I hope that he does throughout the season. Also, stock up for me would be Jadavion Clowney. I know a lot of people are a little sour upon this signing, but Jadavion Clowney has been getting pressures. I know he's missed out on at least three sacks, but he got one today. He was constantly in the backfield. I think that people underestimate his, his run defense. I think he's one of the better run defensive linebackers in the league, and I'm glad that we signed him because without him, we'd be in a lot of trouble. Also, stock up Nelson Aguilar, leading receiver, beautiful touchdown. I think that kind of broke Cincinnati's back. Um, hopefully, Odell is not out for an extended period of time, but I do feel a little bit better having Nelson Aguilar here. I do wish that we had signed someone else, and this is the reason that we've told you consistently and constantly, go get DeAndre Hopkins or go get someone else because you never know when the injury bug might strike and we might need next man up. Now, I know we got Zay Flowers. I just hope they don't overutilize this young man and he pulls a muscle or something because 
listen, after that long touchdown catch, take him out the game. Give him a break. Don't give him the ball three consecutive times and give him the opportunity to get hurt. Also, stock up. And I know I wasn't too high on this gentleman when we signed him, but rock your sin. Rock your sin. He made an outstanding play on Jamal Chase in the end zone. I didn't see him too much add to that, but that one play was, I guess, well worth the signing for right now. Yeah. I, I listen, I, there's certain people I don't comment on. I don't comment on OA. I don't put him in my stock of a stock down. I don't, I don't expect too much out of him. I don't comment on Brandon Stevens because I just don't expect him to play well. Even when he had something that he didn't affect the play, he's out there celebrating. I think he celebrates a little more than he plays. So I don't put those guys in. Um, also, my stock up has to be, last but not least, Gus Edwards. I think going forward, he needs to be our starting running back. I think that he gives us the best opportunity to win. He gives us the tough yardage. When we had those third down plays, he made sure he got the first down. And I think he broke a couple of long runs this week as well as last week. So I think Gus Edwards needs to be given an opportunity to start. Because even in his rookie season, listen, the dude averages five yards a carry every year. So, Justice Hill fans, no slight against him. I do think that he's a backup, third down back. I don't think he's starting material. Now, does that mean we should go out and sign somebody? Quite possibly. I know that Cam Akers from the Los Angeles Rams, they're wanting to trade him. He was an active today. He was a healthy scratch. He could be a possibility. Jonathan Taylor, he comes back. He should be able to come back week five. I think that is someone else that we should go look at. Now, stock down. I know this may be y'all boy, but Justin Matabike, second week in a row, personal foul penalty. You played two games, you've had three personal foul penalties. Like, you're extending drives, just no discipline. I know he's trying to play for a contract. I know he's playing hard, trying to make some things happen. But the way that it's looking now, sometimes he becomes a liability giving up these plays. Also, stock down, pass rush. It was really non-existent. Um, they didn't really have a good day. I know that last week they played against a rookie head coach, some hurt offensive linemen, but they played an offensive line that really hasn't played together too much. Harris, Kappa, they haven't been together that long. They've been injured last year, and I think they brought in somebody else because they let go of Lyle Collins. I thought that the Ravens pass rush was actually going to eat today. I thought they were going to actually dominate and do some things, but for the most part, they were non-existent. Yeah, I, Listen, I don't I don't have too much of a thought on Ronnie Stanley. I know there's a sector of people that love Ronnie Stanley. It's a sector of people that think that he needs to be traded because he's not worth the money being that he's oft injured. He doesn't seem to show up. But listen, as long as he plays. He's better than what we got. Uh, Patrick McCarry did an outstanding job today. Take nothing away from him. But I don't think that going forward, Patrick McCarry would be an answer for us unless you have another left tackle that we should go out and sign. What's going on? It says that what well, this was an impressive win considering the injuries the Ravens are dealing with. Yes, it is. I listen, I was thoroughly surprised at how well the offensive line played. I gotta give them props. Like I can't give them enough props because I think they allowed what one sack? If no, they allowed zero sacks today. Played really well, open up holes in the run game. They did their thing. So shout out to them. Um my last stock now is gonna it's not really a stock down for me. I just heard a lot of people talking. They said that our Darius Washington, they lost a little bit of faith in him. But to me, I think what supersedes a Darius Washington being a stock down, I think it has to be Mike McDonald. 
You take a 5'8 corner up against a 6'4 receiver, gave up a touchdown. You're like, uh, okay, maybe Mike McDonald learned his lesson. But he didn't. On fourth and four, they had him line up the exact same way. Why would you have him line up with no help? Listen, they took Jamal Chase out of the game. T. Higgins had eight catches, 89 yards. Of course, he's the only threat in the passing game that they really had. Why are you going to stick Ardarius Washington on him one-on-one? So, to me, not really a stock down. I just know people are living in the moment, and he kind of gave way to the Bengals coming back. But I think he played an outstanding game. I think he had a, a very good game last week. He was my player, defensive player of the game last week. And I just think that he can get better. I just think the defensive coordinator needs to give him some help, shade somebody. I don't know what they need to do, but just don't leave him one-on-one against the taller corner, uh, taller wide receivers in the league. So that is it for the Ravens game. Let's take a look at the AFC North watch before we leave. And AFC North watch, we have the Baltimore Ravens sitting at 2-0, and leading the division, Cincinnati Bengals 0-2, we have the Cleveland Browns at 1-1 and and the Pittsburgh Steelers at 0-1. So tomorrow night we get a doozy. We get two Monday night games. We have the Steelers playing the Browns, which will be live streamed by Shug Knight over at Shug Knight 323, Steel Conspiracy. Make sure you check it out. Also, we have the second Monday night game. We have the Carolina Panthers taking on the New Orleans Saints, which Lunch Break Hot Take will be streaming when that game comes on. So make sure you check them out as well. So we got a little treat. I do not believe that we're going to have a round table because then I think it would be me coach and Chris just joking. So I think we're taking the night off on that one. We may pop up in other streams. Don't know right now, but I personally like to check out competition. I don't just look at the Ravens. I watch football. I want to see what other teams are doing. And right now the way the AFC is looking right now, I'm not really too high on the chiefs, but they possibly could make some kind of move. They start slow. Sometimes they're still the cream of the crop till you beat them. But I think the competition for me in the AFC right now is going to be the Miami dolphins. And right now they are playing the new England Patriots. Make sure y'all check the game out. Look at the competition. Look at what we might have to go against because the way that the Ravens are looking, the way that they are progressing, they might go to the AFC Championship. I mean, I'm predicting a Super Bowl, but they might. And if they see those Miami Dolphins, boy, it's going to be a tough, tough task going up against Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle. So I like to scout the competition, watch the game. So make sure y'all go check it out. Appreciate y'all for hanging out with me for the last 43 minutes. Make sure if you are new here to like and subscribe. Here every Sunday night at 8 p.m. Unless the Ravens have a game, then I stream immediately after that game if it's on an off day. It's on a Monday, if it's on a Saturday, if it's whenever, Thursday. So appreciate you guys. Remember, remember, formulate your own opinions. Think for yourself. Never give in to conformity. And most importantly, be somebody important. Be yourself. I'm out. Appreciate y'all. I love y'all.